0: Not only is Mari going to tell us about technology that we should know about for our school and our classroom, he's also going to share with us one of the most heartfelt stories that I think we've ever had on the podcast. What have you got to say, sixth graders? So Let me remind you real quick that we now have a YouTube channel. It is also called Substitute Teacher's Lounge, and you will hear the same podcast in video form. You'll hear it and see it. Several days early. Now, I'll mention that we'll always have more content on the audio only podcast. The video version on YouTube is basically just the video. So if I've interviewed somebody, it's going to be our video. It won't have any extra commentary added to it. We'll have those additional things in the podcast as well. But it's just kind of a way to get to know those people that I'm interviewing. Sometimes I'll actually be doing. You know, when I get back to doing some of the solo episodes, it'll just be me. I hope you can suffer through that. And then we'll have our normal podcast as well. Let me also mention that while my publisher, Buzzsprout, didn't tell me to do this, I looked at, they provide great stats, and I looked at those stats and determined. I think I want to publish this podcast on Monday mornings instead of Sunday mornings now. It just looks like the data might flow better that way. We know that a lot of people will download this on their commute to work. Most of us don't have a commute on Sundays. A lot of people, I can tell, have been downloading on Sundays and then listening on Mondays, so... We're hoping that this is going to be one of the first podcasts that pop up for you on Monday mornings now so that's a change we're going to try for a while so look for the video version sometime between Thursday and Saturday and the audio version on Monday mornings Also remember when you go especially to Apple podcast if and you know 90% of you are listening through the Apple system so be sure to go to that podcast page down a little bit and give us a rating nothing helps us to grow better than your five-star ratings and especially if you leave a review because the more reviews the more high ratings that we get the better off we'll do and i'll say this too hats off To all the eighth graders, all the fifth graders, and all of the high school seniors who sort of, a lot of you in Kentucky had your graduation, so to speak. Now, it was so much fun to watch and see the newspaper coverage. The teachers would basically go to the schools, they would remain six feet apart and the students would have their parents, or if you're old enough, themselves drive through the school parking lot just like a parade and say goodbye to each other. So it was really kind of cool. Lots of goodbye signs, you know, and I don't know how depressed those kids have been missing out on all their sports and their activities in the school, but I saw all smiles when I saw the coverage of this on the news. So, that was really outstanding. Also, let's not forget the Facebook page as well. I forgot to mention that. That is two called Substitute Teachers Lounge. All right, guys. I want to welcome you now to Substitute Teachers Lounge. We have Mari with us today. Mari, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Good. Good. I'm looking forward to this because I know you're into technology at your school now, and I don't think I've had I've had some specialties like music and and some of those specialty arts, but I'm looking forward to us talking about technology today. But just starting out, tell us a little bit about your life history. What
1: brought you to where you are right now? Uh, I am in, uh, I live in Southern, well, I live in Middle Tennessee. Um, I was in retail management for about five years, about 10 years ago, actually. I've been teaching for 10 years. Uh, When I was in high school, they asked me when I graduated, "What do you want to do?" I said, "I either want to go to business or want to be a teacher." So first, uh, I went to school to be a teacher. I got while I was working in retail, I got promoted to management, and I'll just be honest, I was making pretty good money. And I left college and worked at retail. Then my wife and I had our first kid. And I was away from home too much. So I went back to school, finished my degree, and I've been teaching for 10 years. Now, like I said, I've taught sixth grade ELA most of my career. And then three years ago, I was asked by our principal to take over the technology part of our school because I use technology a lot in my classroom. And I absolutely love teaching. This is, always tell people, this is like my wheelhouse. Technology and teaching, I love doing both of those things. Oh, I do too. I love the
0: technology part. I'll tell the listeners too, and I don't know how much you know about my background at this point, but Mari and I basically met on a Buzzsprout site, our publisher. So he has a podcast too. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Uh, it's only three, it's three episodes old. Um, hey, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called uh, the Mari Wood podcast. Cause that's my Twitter handle. I just, during the, during this pandemic or quarantined at home, uh, a few people had told me that uh, I, I present at conferences a lot about technology and yeah. someone had said, you need to do a podcast. So uh, actually one of my former students, she's now 20 something years old. She does a podcast and she suggested it. So my podcast yeah. is just about technology and education and how those, I try to bridge the gap, I guess, a little bit. Right, right. I like that. Uh,
0: most of the listeners know that I've told them over and over that I was actually, I'm a retired accountant. I retired back in 2018, got into substitute teaching later that year and loved it so much. I really wish that had been my uh, education, had been my uh, my career path so I can relate. Uh, I'm, I'm similar in that you switched from retail to education and And I did something similar to that. You know, a lot of times, especially these days, we're all sitting at home. But even back when things were a little bit more uh, normal, substitute teachers went into a room. And if you didn't bring yourself up to date on technology, you were behind before you even saw the lesson plan. So what advice would you have for substitute teachers when they come in a room about being prepared for the most normal technology we see in there now?
1: Well, first of all, I want to say I have the utmost respect for substitute teachers. I was, in preparing for this, I was telling my wife, it's basically like we have four kids, and it would be like me calling someone and saying, hey, can you come into my house and watch my kids for six hours, not knowing anything about them. So kudos to all substitute teachers out there. We Teachers could not do our jobs without substitute teachers. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. What, um, I think a lot of the time, my, my, uh, advice, I guess, would just be not, don't be intimidated by the technology. Uh, I'll be honest, technology at this point is so organic. It's almost changing every day. Uh, there, there are teachers that I work with that are terrified of the technology and stuff. And I guess if one positive thing from this quarantine could have happened It's kind of forced a lot of people who are apprehensive about technology to learn. I mean, up until a few weeks ago, I had never done a Zoom meeting, and now Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with you. Our son, I teach Sunday school at my church. That's how we do Sunday school now is we have Zoom meetings. So I think it's well. Yep. So I mean, I just think don't be intimidated by it, and just be in the Twitter. I am a huge proponent. Of Twitter, Twitter follow Google, follow Apple, things like that. Just so you at least are in the know of what's going on. Right, right. Do you think I know? You know, technology to some
0: substitute teachers that walk in a room is just trying to figure out how to get the screen projected yeah. up up <laughs> on the wall so that the students can see it. Now, I'm a big Kahoot fan. I know there's several people out there that some like it, some like other things better. I got licensed in it. I took all their tests. So I, I know how to use the reporting. The last time I did a long-term sub-roll for six weeks, I guess it was, I would, by the time we got finished, I was actually uh, testing them on Kahoot. Mm-hmm. And they knew right away what their score was because they knew how many they had missed. I gave them two minutes for each question. So it's not like it was either competitive. Now we do some competitive things too, but I really enjoy technology. I always have in my back pocket some things to fill in a gap if I've got five to ten minutes left at the, and it all has to do with something I can project up on the screen. Even if it's a YouTube channel, I don't know if you're familiar with Data is Beautiful, but it's one of those kind of channels that will project bar charts like how population has changed, or even if we wanna do something fun, how music has changed over the years, mm-hmm. what groups are popular? What would you advise? Cause this is going to be sort of in line with regular teachers. I've had to do a long term role twice now, nine weeks last year in math, six weeks this year in history, and I was totally lost because math is my thing. My wife's a history teacher. But what would you suggest when for the long-term guys, when we get in there and are doing a long-term role, what's some of the specific things that you think it's a good idea to be familiar with?
1: Well, I'll, I'll back you up on Kahoot. Uh, Kahoot. My kids absolutely love Kahoot. Yeah. I've even made like uh, Mr. Wood Kahoots, where it's, oh, nice. tri- it's trivia questions about like, where do I live? How many kids do I have? And the kids Me too. absolutely love just because some of them, you, they they pick up on what your life story and some of them are like, I don't know what this answer is. And then some of the kids are like sharks in the water and they're like, oh, I know every answer. I mean, so Kahoot would be one, another long-term Google Classroom, at least for me, uh, me being a technology teacher, substitute teachers love me because my plan when I'm not there is tell the kids to go to Google Classroom and I'm able to put everything on there and the substitute teacher is just make making sure that everyone is on task. Uh, I, Google Classroom would be something I would use. Any, um, There's a lot of uh, Quizlet. Quizlet is another yes. sim, something similar. I'm like you. The kids will say, well, they don't want to do trivia. But once you start something competitive and it's a race or something, yeah. even if you just say, hey, the winner, I'll bring the winner a piece of candy tomorrow, especially absolutely. if you're long term. That I mean, they absolutely love that. Yeah,
0: and it, it, speaking of candy, it's amazing how much they'll do for you just for a starburst. I mean, it's it's crazy how their whole personality seems to change when that happens. But yeah, I totally agree with that. Let's talk about some, some specific substitute. Well, let me—I tell you what—I learned something specific from your podcast that I'm going to try to make you blush a little bit. I think I heard that you might have been a teacher of the year a couple of times. Did I hear that?
1: Um, I was, uh, I was teacher, um, my, this is a cool story, I guess. Ha <laughs> um, go for it. Uh, we, a couple years ago, uh, I applied for the position of tech supervisor for our district. And it was one of those things that I felt very strongly, This <laughs> my face is going on video, um, i felt very strongly that i got i had it uh it was one of those things i i'll be honest i i am a man of faith i had prayed about it i felt like me and god were less like god was yeah. like this and then i right. got i got the phone call that it was between me and someone else and then i got another phone call that said i didn't get it and i i just kind of sat in my room and fumed for a little bit but then I was like okay i'm gonna concentrate on making everybody's life easier i'm not gonna worry about me so much next year and then that following year i was uh there's an organization in tennessee called score it's a state yes. on performing education i was an ed fellow that following year uh then i just concentrated on making everybody's life easier with technology and i was chosen our school's k4 teacher of the year nice and- the district also selected me as the K four district the district teacher of the year, and then I got uh I um, I think I almost went to the regional, but a good friend of mine, um Brian McLaughlin, he was selected as the Tennessee teacher of the year. So if I'm gonna get beat by anybody, Brian is perfectly. And plus, now he's
0: going to be on my podcast, so I've got an end with him. So nice, nice, good. Well, then uh, I'll, I'll make sure that I, I put all you know, lead to those types of things in the show notes too when the podcast goes out. So that's great. I, I, you know, I'll, I've always said I'm as goofy as the kids I teach, oh, yeah. so <laughs> I, I, I tend to be kind of popular with them just because. You know, I'm, I I feel like I'll respect you, and you'll respect me, and we'll all get through this together. And I can tell from your personality that you you are probably close to the same type of situation
1: with the t. Uh, what remind me what grades you teach? I teach four, fifth, and sixth. Four, fifth, and sixth. I, I see like seven hundred kids in the span of two weeks.
0: Okay, all right. Sixth grade's always been my favorite. I am definitely middle school and high school, Mm -hmm. generally in a public school system, I have taught fifth grade once. And like I said, my wife is a fifth grade teacher, maybe one of these days, but I'm not sure that I'm ready to go down into elementary school. So
1: I taught third grade
0: for, I taught third grade for one year and I was like, I don't want to do this again. (laughs) Yeah. I think you, I think you mentioned that on your podcast too. That's what do you think? We as substitute teachers or or even regular teachers, when we slip up sometimes and make kids feel disrespected, how do we gain that
1: respect back from them, do you think? Apologize. That's, I mean, I I think... uh, I've done that. I I know uh, I have, like you said, my personality with the kids i get along I get along very well with the kids uh i my first day I set my expectations I tell them this is how it is, and that's it uh there have been times where uh like i'm trying to think i played uh i played kickball i i like during recess when I was a classroom teacher I always played with them basketball or whatever one day I was playing kickball with a student, and they they were up uh, they were just upset. And uh, they kept on and kept on, and they were they were taking jabs at everybody. And they took they took a jab at me, so I took a jab back because he was doing it to everybody else. And it it wasn't horrible. It was just you need to remember where you are. And you're I said you're you're being ugly to people. I said how would you like it if someone said blah 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 blah, and he right. just lost his mind. So I let him. He went. He stormed. I said I quit. I said I'm not playing this anymore. And about five minutes later, I came over and I said, "Look, I said, walk with me." And we we have a walking track in our at our playground. And I said, "What's your problem?" Um, and he I come to find out his grandfather had passed away the night before. Yeah, and no one knew about it. And after we had our talk, I put my arm around his neck and I I hugged him and I said, "I said "I, I lost my grandfather a few months ago. I said I know how that is." And uh I said, well go I said he started crying and uh I said well go over there and cool off and I said then you can go play kickball again. And that was fine. I just think relating to kids, they after 10 years of teaching, kids do not like being talked down to. They know they're kids, they don't need to be reminded that they're kids.
0: Right, right. That's a great story. I'm I'm glad you shared that with us. On the flip side. What can we do to make, the as substitute teachers, to make the classroom as interesting as possible? What types of stories have you found gone o- goes over b- better with students than any other?
1: They like hearing, uh, every time I got, when I used to get observed in the classroom, uh, my principal, my assistant principal would always say, once she they're not they're not at our school anymore but they would say uh, you need to keep the storytelling down and i would always share results i would always share results with my students and i'd say y'all the principal said i needed to keep i need to keep the stories down to a minimum and they said no this is our favorite that's our favorite part of the class no doubt no doubt and they just like hearing that frankly you're human i mean that's i think just like it goes back to relatability uh they like to know what you're doing I also like keeping up with what they're involved in. Like uh right now if I was in school I would be making fun of TikTok uh, or stuff like that. I, I mean I don't do TikTok, but just for them to be like, you know what TikTok is? And right, I'm like right. look, I mean stuff like or I'll say we're gonna do a TikTok video or something like that. I mean and I think just related it goes back to relatability and kids love I stories.
0: Agree. Yes. They just love yes. stories. You know and to back up what you just said my most popular podcast episode in the last six months is one in which I, I officiate high school volleyball and softball. And it just so happened one night on the volleyball court, it was a middle school match and I had substitute taught every student on both sides of the net. So I told the coaches ahead of time, listen, I want to interview some of these kids for this podcast and I basically just said to them. Tell us how you feel about substitute teachers. And most of them said we want to hear your personal stories. It, it really makes you know. It really makes us feel better about the class, and the class goes a lot more smoothly that way. Mm-hmm. I think you're totally correct. Do you, in your uh, situation, when you're gone, do you have difficulty getting a substitute for your class?
1: I do now because the substitute I always used just got hired by our school system. So now oh, my, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only thing I don't like about you substitute teachers. You don't yes. need to be that good. So that you get, <laughs> don't get hired, just be like mediocre or something like yeah, some right. bad days. Um, right. I, I don't really, I will say this, like where I live, we're a rural district and the sub pay might not be as great. So sure. on the, on the positive side of it, the major a lot of our subs are in the process of seeking teaching degrees, okay um, same here. I try my best with being technology. A lot of the substitutes that come to my class are not as if they know me i'll I'll tell them, hey uh you're not gonna have to do anything. there's not going to be any troubleshooting. Uh, I leave a list of kids. I, you, I always have kids that just are really good at technology. I give the sub their names. If there's any if there's any tech problems, talk to so talk to Jacob. Jacob can fix anything. Probably more stuff than I can. Uh, I don't really have any uh, the key, substitute teachers for me. And this goes back to I guess if uh, any teachers are listening, uh, it's important for teachers to set expectations for their class so they don't walk all over the sub. Right. My kids know that I say that sub, you pretend that sub is my grandmother, and if I get back and you've mistreated the sub,
0: Good. you're going to
1: deal with me, and that's not going right. to be fun. So, right. I mean, it, I just think you a teacher needs to have an atmosphere where a sub wants to come rather than being like, oh, my gosh, I had that class yesterday. I'm going to be sick today or something. Right, right. Good. That's that that's a good way to look at things. What what's
0: the favorite note you've ever gotten from a substitute teacher the next morning?
1: One, uh, I will say uh when I had my when I had our when we had our I guess my when my wife gave birth to our third kid. We always say we, but we didn't do any I didn't do anything. Uh when we had our third kid, I had a teacher for two weeks and when i came back to visit like a day or two before we brought the baby and let the kids see it the substitute teacher started crying and i said uh are you okay cuz i was thinking it was the baby or something and she went no you just reminded me that i'm going to be leaving and i love i knew you were going to say that yeah I the class and uh and but my kid i had told my kids before like i said before take care of that substitute teacher. I said, if you make her job hard, then she's going to have to contact me and I'm going to have to come and fix something. And I don't want to leave my baby. You don't want me to have to come. So please. So yeah, that was probably the most memorable is when she was crying. But but my kids brought her cards and stuff when she left because it was just a really good situation.
0: Good good it's always I know it's always great to find substitutes like that, and mm-hmm. my wife says the same thing she's got her preferred yep. i I like to think that I you know I've done well enough that I now have teachers contact me directly, and so that's always comforting when you get to that level man, I can tell I've really enjoyed this today because we're almost out of time wonder what, what would what would be your close? Any type of closing thoughts you want to share with us, and remind us the name of
1: your podcast again? Okay, uh, the podcast is the Maury Wood podcast. Uh, it's on, like you said, with Buzzsprout. It's on Apple Podcast. I think I, I added it to Google yesterday. Uh, so you basically, I tested it. If you Google the Maury Wood podcast, it pops up. That's how uh, I found it. Parting. I'll always go back to this after that score fellowship. Uh, do what's best for kids at the end of the day. We don't know what, and I hope I don't get emotional. Uh, we don't it's know okay. what kid, we don't know what kids are going home to. Uh, I, I interviewed my director of schools last week, and I asked him what the thing about the pandemic he didn't like the most, and he said he feels that the school is the safest place for some of these children. True. and during this pandemic they've been at home in situations that are not i mean i we me and my wife and i almost took a kid in as a foster system one time because he got removed from his house and they didn't have anywhere to put him but right. luckily some relatives stood up but yeah that's what i would do is keep everything in perspective and remember do just do what's best for kids Right. Very good, Mari. I thank for having you on. I can tell you're not only a great
0: teacher, but a great person. Thank you. I'm going to assume you treat everybody like you treat those students. So <laughs> yes. I'm glad we got to do this today. So you have a great week and and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. Music provided by Ben Sound.